episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. So, so wonderful to have you here. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for all of your continued support. Wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're doing absolutely amazing today. My gratitude for you being here is absolutely endless. Once again, I'm ranking up at the top of arts and food and self-help even over on Good Pods. I have to just say a, a huge, huge thank you to everyone who continues this outpouring of love and support for my little food show. It just, it, it, it overwhelms me every single time I get that email and, and see just how much people are resonating with all of the material. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. This season is headed into the home stretch here. We're going to be finishing up season four the day before Thanksgiving on the 23rd, Wednesday, the 23rd of November. And this is the last full episode recording I'm going to do before NaNoWriMo, unless I get any more material plugged in by then. But I'm really, really excited to tackle this year's NaNo. I have a huge outline and I'm really, really excited. So I do apologize that content for me has been a little bit sparse lately. I've been on social media less. I'll talk about that more soon here. But I also have been so focused on getting nano stuff done and working on some other things that I just haven't been able to do live streams. I haven't been able to do like the live episode recordings like I had gotten to where I wanted to record these live. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do a charity stream this month either. And I'm not going to plan on doing one in the month of November. I'd really love to, but but it depends on kind of where I am with Nano. My yoga journey continues. I am now over halfway through my second 30-day yoga journey in as many months. And I'm really, really, really excited how wonderful I feel like I, I feel so good I feel so flexible this one's a lot more challenging for me than the first one was this one's a lot more about balancing this one's a lot more about really focusing on that core work and a lot of that kind of stuff it's it's amazing to see the way that Adrian's program has grown in the past two years and kind of the challenges that that's presenting for me so I'm grateful for it where do I go after this I kind of got to decide that I got to figure out what I want to do because I want to add more in. I want to I want to do more stuff and I want to do more varied things. But doing yoga every single day and committing to working out on top of that is a little bit tough. So once this 30-day journey ends, I'm going to take a few days off and then we're going to come up with a game plan to do more yoga. I'm going to continue. I'm going to do another 30-day journey, but I'm not going to do it every single day. I'm not going to I'm not going to plug it in every single day and I'll plug in gym time or going for a walk or whatever else in between. I haven't even talked about today on the show, we're going to get vegetarian again. And my son was here not too long ago. Both of my sons were here and my youngest son is a vegetarian. So 
it's always a challenge for me because I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> eat a lot. Of, I cook and eat my body weight in chicken monthly, probably. You know, so I I really really do love to eat meat like pretty much every day in one form or another. So it's challenging for me to find recipes that can work for him and to you know be able to still serve him the food that I love to make. You know, it reminds me of an episode of The Simpsons when Lisa becomes a vegetarian and Lunch Lady Doris just flings the hot dog out of the bun and throws it on her plate. Yum. It's rich in bunly goodness. <laughs> like, I don't know. I always have that kind of thought in my head that I don't want him to have to just eat the bun. You know, I want to be able to make something that I know he can enjoy that is also me developing the flavors that I really, really love to develop and putting together a dish that I really, really love to put together. So shout out to Dan of Netflix and Swill, who was my first ever Table for Two guest. I really tried to put together more Table for Two episodes, but unfortunately, I just wasn't able to get them sorted out. And I don't know if I don't I don't think I'm communicating it well enough properly because I, I'm putting the I'm putting the posts out there on social media and saying, hey, I'm going to cook your recipe. And while I cook it, we'll have a discussion and everything. But I can't get people to give me recipes. <laughs> That's the whole crux of the thing is like uh, it's about me cooking your recipe. So I need a recipe to cook. So if you're listening to this, if you did respond on social media, you know, Give me a recipe. Let, let's put it together. I'd, I'd love, love to put it together because I really love talking to people about food as much as I love making food. Nevertheless, though, when Dan was on the show in the first season, this was ages ago now, Dan did chicken tikka masala, which is the first time I had ever made it. And when my son was coming and, and, and I knew I was going to kind of try to have to come up with dishes that I knew he could eat. Like, I know he loves a little bit of spice. I know he loves a little bit of heat. And I made donuts. I made breakfast pizza, which was featured a couple weeks ago here on the show. But I really, really wanted to make something that I knew he could eat. And I said, what if I get tofu, which I've never used before. The only other time I've ever had tofu is when I went to visit my friend Caleb, also of Netflix and Swell. This is a very Netflix and Swell centric episode. <laughs> But I went to his house and he made me tofu vindaloo, which was really, really good. And just kind of being there in the kitchen with him and experiencing like cooking tofu and prepping tofu, I was like, I wonder if I can do this one for one the way the chicken is done in this recipe and make this work. So I'll talk about it more in the back half of the show. But I am incredibly, incredibly happy with the results. Today in Positivity, I want to talk a little bit about this content. And what I mean by that is how unsustainable it is. Oftentimes, as we lead up to the release of Nikolai's Kitchen, I find myself scrambling. How am I going to get this out? How am I going to get this done? How am I going to fit this into my normal schedule? 
I want to do live recordings. How can I fit the live recording into my schedule? I want to do live cooking. How can I fit the live cooking into my schedule? How can I fit XYZ123 into my schedule for Nikolai's Kitchen? And the simple fact of the matter is, is that I can't. I literally can't. I have all of my normal responsibilities in my day-to-day life, my full-time job. You know, I have responsibilities here in the household, picking up things, taking care of things, doing different work, doing different projects around the house. We're planning on building a couple more storage shelves sometime later this year, whenever Lois fixes their saw. (laughs) And that's just all that stuff. And, you know, not even to mention just like social relationships and, you know, my relationship with Rebecca and spending time with my family and talking to friends and doing all that kind of stuff and then we think about the other content that i'm producing i love producing minecraft content over on my youtube channel there's just there's 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 too much there's too much and and like i have paired back tremendously in the lead up to nano because i've been dedicating so much time to this outline because i really really want to be successful this year And I really want it to be a springboard into more writing as I go forward into the future. Even with pulling a lot of different things off of my plate, and I know this is familiar territory for a lot of longtime listeners of the show. But even that said, it's not enough. There's still not enough of me to go around to do all of these different things the way that I'm doing them. So, like I said, I'm often finding myself as you know, midday Wednesday approaches and I'm supposed to have an episode. It's like, Oh my God, I don't have the episode ready. yet. oh my God, I got to get this edited. Oh my God, I got to get this done. Oh my God, I got to get this released. A lot of times on Wednesday, like during my break or during my lunch from work, I'm cramming in to finalize and finish the edit and get the episode posted. That's not, that's ridiculous. And it's completely unsustainable. And then you add in other considerations like me doing yoga, me doing other exercise, all of this stuff. And then sleep. I mean, I guess if you're going to fold sleep in there, <laughs> in there somewhere, sleep's supposed to be part of your thing, right? It's so unsustainable to me. And I'm just, I'm frustrated. So what I need to do once the season finishes, and we'll still have some quick bites and stuff like that in, you know, through the rest of the year, but you know, the show's not going to return until 2023 once season four ends, because season four has been, I think, my longest season. In the meantime, I'm going to be kind of working on a strategy, kind of trying to formulate how can I do this content the way that I want to do this content regularly. And regularly may mean bi-weekly, regularly may mean whatever else it means like i really don't know and 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 let me let me be clear like with with the caveat that this isn't this isn't me trying to throw a pity party for myself like no one tells me to do this i put this on my own shoulders and i love love recording this content for all of you i really really do i just need to find a way to do it smart i need to find a way to do it more sustainably so that I can fit it into a normal schedule. I need to find a way to fit it in where I can do a normal recording and, and, and get the video components and the streaming components and all those different components, or maybe those components shouldn't exist. Maybe I should just leave them by the wayside. Maybe I should just toss them out the door. I don't, I don't know. 
I really don't know. I don't have a strategy right now. And with Nano coming up, I'm not thinking about the show pretty much at all. I'm thinking exclusively about Nano and exclusively about what I'm going to do to finish that novel, you know, or to finish my 50,000 words. The novel's not going to be done by it. The novel's going to be way more than 50,000 words, not even close. Like 50,000 is barely going to be the beginning of this thing. So I, I need to work smarter. I need to work smarter. And as much as I have talked about over time, over, over the year and year and year and year and year, my words are not working properly. I have tried so much to take things off of my plate, to not overwhelm myself. I really feel like I've come so far in terms of discipline, in terms of not overwhelming myself with all sorts of crazy projects and stuff. That said, I still do. And I still am. I don't really know what else to do about it. And I don't really know if there is any kind of solution to that problem. So all this is to say that the show is not going anywhere. Like, let me allay any fears that, you know, I'm going to pack it in or whatever. I love doing this. I really, really do love doing this. But what I need to do is I need to figure out how this show moves forward, what format this show needs to be in. You know, maybe like as I kind of move like toward November, like I think my my renewal with my podcast host comes up in mid-November again. And, you know, it's a question of does this even continue in an audio only format? Like, is this the part of the show that needs to change? Should I be focusing more on putting this stuff out there visually? Because food is ultimately such a visual thing. And I put the positivity segments over on YouTube, but why am I not doing the food stuff over there as well? It's all questions that I have to answer. It's all things that I have to consider. Like, I have to dedicate myself to making the content in the best and smartest way possible. I really do. We get really, really stuck in our ways. And this is like, you know, something, especially from a writing perspective, I can really, really think about and reflect on when it comes to nano is editing yourself. Talked about this a lot in the history of the show too. And as a writer, I, I'm ruthless. I'm ruthless. Like, you know, a lot of those times you'll, you'll, you'll have from a writing perspective, you'll have that passage, right? And you'd be so proud of it. You're like, man, that's good. Like you're, you're, you are proud of yourself. Like you like, you like the rest of your work and it's like, okay, but some of it's like, it just feels not quite as good as like, but this passage, it's good. And then as you edit and then as things around it start to change, it starts to feel out of place, but you love the language in it. You love it so much that you will ardently defend, like keeping it in like no matter what and you will try to mold the rest of the story around it to keep it in there to try to keep it in there to try to not remove it from the proceedings when more and more and more and more it's kind of glaring how much it stands out like i said from a writing perspective i'm pretty ruthless i've become pretty ruthless in terms of no babies there is no baby. You don't have a baby. You gotta let it go. You gotta cut it. Now save it. 
save it because you can always reuse something or rework something or add it to a different story. Rework it for another tale somewhere down the road. I've got material right now that I'm pulling together for this nano draft like that spans 20 years of creative work of mine. Like in different ways. It's like pulling this element here, pulling this element there. I think that I need to maintain that same kind of ruthlessness with my life and with everything that I do here. Because I'm not doing that in my normal life. I keep defending to myself, like, no, this is why I have to do this this way. No, I have to do this this way. No, I have to add this. I have to add this. I have to add the. It's all these different things that are added on top of a thing. And I think what that really entails is you have to kind of change the definition of what a thing is, what this show is, what my other content is. In this show, I, I, I really, really think, and, and when I kind of started molding this show and when I kind of got this show to be this thing that it is now, I really think that I, I really think that I didn't compromise at all. I really think this show is exactly what I want it to be. I want this show to be about me and about my food, you know, and maybe you're here for the me. Maybe you're here for the food. Maybe you're here for both. No matter what, I'm grateful for you, and it means the world to me. And I'm pretty ruthless when I edit the show in terms of its content. But what about how I edit myself in terms of its production? Why am I not as ruthless for what I do for myself? Why am I so ardent about keeping things on a schedule in a certain way or doing things a certain way? When it's clear that they're not sustainable, when it's clear that I can't continue to operate in that fashion. I really, really think that that's something I need to take from my writing life, to take from that and adapt it into what I'm doing here or what I'm doing in general. Like this isn't just related to the production of this show. So all this is to say, I don't know what season five of this show is going to look like. I don't know what it's going to sound like. Maybe we'll do some new things. Maybe we'll pepper some new things in there. Maybe we won't change a single thing at all. But what I do know is that I've got to change how I assemble it. And I can't be so rigidly adhered to this is what this has to be. This can be anything that I want it to be. This can be absolutely anything and everything. And Honestly, like we shouldn't limit ourselves. Why do we limit ourselves so much? Why do we limit ourselves so much in what we have, in what we can do, in what any and everything can be? I don't think we should do that. And I think I'm done doing that. I don't know what that really means in terms of the future of the show. Hopefully I'll get to talk about it more before season four ends. Now, one thing that I do know is that I need to work smarter. I need to be ruthless. I think it was some time ago on the show, some time ago on the show, uh, be ruthless for your own well-being. And I'm not. I'm not. Not nearly enough.
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so, so much for spending some time here with Nikolai's Kitchen. It means the absolute world to me. If you want to help me reach more people with my messages of positivity and scratch-made food, the best way to do that is to rate and review this show five stars on whatever platform you're listening to this on right now. If you can leave comments about the episode, leave comments. If you can find it on social media, at Nikolai's Kitchen, any platform, pretty much, not TikTok, not on TikTok, anywhere else on social media, for the most part, at Nikolai's Kitchen, leave comments. Engagement drives algorithms. The more engagement I get in whatever way, the more people are going to find me. Today on the show, I want to talk to you about a vegetarian recipe. Now, this is ground that is well-trod for Nikolai's Kitchen because everything that I'm about to talk about is all based on previous recipes that I've made on this show. Chicken Tikka Masala with Dan of the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hi, Dan. And my son came to visit this past weekend and I had to make a whole bunch of vegetarian dishes. Now, we had gone to a barbecue at my dad's about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than a month ago as of recording time. And... I decided I wanted to grill speedies at this barbecue. If you're a Southern tier New Yorker, you know what a speedy is. If you're not, if if you live anywhere outside of that radius, you have no idea what I'm talking about. They're little chunks of chicken. Uh, but, uh, you know, I decided when I went to the barbecue, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I have a theory. I'm going to make naan because I have a theory that it will be the perfect vehicle for speedies. I was correct. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievably perfect delicious amazing but not too bready like sometimes you get speedies and you get them on like a sub roll and there's way too much bread and the focus is supposed to be the speedies like you want a good like a well flavored a soft tasty vehicle but you don't want the vehicle to be overwhelming the naan was perfect so i already knew that my son liked the naan but i had that chicken tikka masala recipe and i was like I wonder if I could make it with tofu. Now, recently in the history of the show, I have eaten tofu for literally the first time ever. Went to my friend Caleb's house and he made tofu vindaloo. And it was served over basmati rice. And it was a wonderful, truly, truly wonderful dish. And... I did a little bit more research and a little bit more reading about tofu. Things that you can and can't do with it. And a recipe like this, because it's so much about building layers of flavor, building the sauce, building all these different things, I really, really wondered, I'm like, can I just swap tofu in for the chicken and still make this beautiful, still make this this amazing thing? Emphatically, yes. (laughs) So those of you who are listening, those of you who are vegetarians, those of you who have gluten sensitivities... This one's for you. Maybe not the non, not the non, but this is the, like the, the, the tofu tikka masala itself and the basmati rice that's served with gluten-free and vegetarian. So I, I like to try to play to all sorts of different strengths. I like to be able to cook different things for different guests. If somebody comes to my home, I want to be able to make them a meal that I know that they are still going to love while adapting it to their diet. I want to serve my guests and I'm going to serve them well. So I took the chicken tikka masala recipe and I honestly 
didn't change a ton about it. Now, I changed a little bit of the spice ratios for the chicken tikka masala or the tofu tikka masala sauce itself. There's more garlic in it, uh, for starters, because it's me, because of course there is. And I also bumped up the cumin and the garam masala in the actual sauce portion of the recipe itself. So it is slightly different than the chicken tikka masala recipe that was all the way back in episode 15. The naan from episode 31, literally exactly the same, right down to the garlic cilantro butter. Don't skip on the garlic cilantro butter. I promise you, don't. And I've come so far. Dan, you'll be so proud of me. I've come so, so far. The cilantro, you need cilantro by itself. I can't, I can't. I agree with you 100%. People who are like, no, this is soap. I get it. I get it if you just take a big bite of just cilantro. However, cilantro, cilantro is like the key to unlocking the flavor of dishes like this, especially Mexican dishes too. Uh, It is the key to the flavor padlock. You stick it in there, you unlock the flavor and it melds in there that soapiness like that disappears and it just infuses this bright herbaceousness into the dish if you're somebody who doesn't like it and i know some of you listening to this right now are like he's he's betrayed us because i know i think dan was saying in back in episode 15 how i had a genetic defect i still can't eat like i said by itself no i still can't do it by itself but oh Do not skimp on the garlic cilantro butter because that garlic is going to immediately eradicate that soapiness. You're not even going to get it at all. Get this beautiful, beautiful herbaceousness and that garlicky, salty, everything. Oh, beautiful. Don't skimp on that. But other than that, exactly the same. It'll be reprinted in the show notes down for this recipe. So everything will be down there. But it is the same exact recipe if for some reason you're thumbing back through my backlog and you're like, I wonder if this is it. Yes, it is. It's not like the pizza dough from the breakfast pizza where that's kind of a completely, completely new thing. Took the block of tofu, cut it into three equal sized slabs of tofu, I guess. Layered it over paper towels, put paper towels over it, and just applied some pressure to really get as much liquid out of it as I possibly could. Once the paper towel that I had in my hand was really saturated, swapped it out for another. I got as much water out of it as I possibly, possibly could, uh, which I had to ask Rebecca about because I've never actually cooked it myself. And I remember Caleb saying it when he made the tofu vindaloo that you really have to get all of the water out of it because otherwise it's not going to set up properly. Did the same exact thing I do with the chicken when I make chicken tikka masala. Uh, The one caveat that I'll add to this, and I didn't do this, and I really, really should have because it kind of A, made it really, really messy, and B, my pieces didn't sear quite as much as I wanted them to. Get the excess marinade off of them. Once you've marinated it, once you're ready to actually sear it, line a platter with some paper towel, put all of your tofu on it, and just pat it dry with another paper towel. Get all the excess marinade off of there. Get all of it off of there. Because what that's going to do is it's going to allow you to get a much better sear, a much better crust on that tofu. And you've already soaked all the flavors of the marinade in there. You've got the garam masala, garlic, lemon. You've got all that other stuff in there. The tofu has already taken that. So you're literally going to prepare it the exact same way. Just sear it really, really hard. And then you just start building that beautiful sauce. The texture of the tofu is kind of, it's like reverse chicken. Like that's kind of the best way that I can kind of think of it. It gets like reverse chicken. Like it gets really springy. It's still holding its form, but it almost feels like it could fall apart at any second. But it's really springy. Melts in your mouth too. Like it just falls right apart in your mouth. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. When I talk about when I make Asian dishes and stuff like that, I think I think I talked about when I made the ramen that I, I had to summon courage to do it. 
And it's not that I don't know how to cook things that are vegetarian. Like they're just kind of inadvertently vegetarian though, because I love them. Like my roasted tomato soup, like it just doesn't call for meat, but I really, really love it. And it just happens to be vegetarian. That's like, that's kind of like a lot of the recipes that I have. If they are vegetarian, they happen to be, they weren't specifically cooked to be vegetarian. This is intentionally cooked to be vegetarian. And I am insanely proud of it. Insanely, insanely proud of it. Uh, I mean, number one, just because the tofu completely held up, completely did everything that the chicken would normally do in this dish. And then you've just got that absolute bombardment of all the different flavors, all those amazing, warm, earthy spices. Oh, just absolute, absolute perfection. If you're somebody who's listening to this, if you are a vegetarian listener of this show, give this a try. Even if you're not, if you're scared of tofu, listen, I'm 42 years old and I've only eaten tofu twice in my life and they were both this year. And they've both been in the last like few months. I was scared too, probably. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't need or want that. There's nothing wrong with eating it. Like it's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid of it. You can still eat as much meat as you want to. Just give it a try. Doesn't hurt to have more, more tools in your arsenal, more weapons in your arsenal, I guess. Uh, and like now I'm really I hesitate to say super comfortable, but I'm really starting to find footing. We'll say I'm really starting to find my footing with preparing dishes for a vegetarian. So if vegetarians come to visit me, I'll be able to prepare them a meal like this. And this is served over a bed of basmati rice made with coconut milk, lime, and cilantro, by the way. I've made this before with a ton of different dishes. This is an insanely versatile rice. I, it's kind of my go-to whenever I make basmati rice now. I do the same thing with the blackened fish tacos. Just it's, it's perfect. It's absolutely, absolutely perfect. Give this a shot. Give this a try. And... I know that you're not always going to be able in every single dish to be able to swap tofu for meat one for one. I know it's just, there's no way like initially when they were coming to visit, uh, we had talked about the lemon garlic pasta with seafood a few weeks back on the show. And I was going to make that because I'm like, okay, well, if I just make the lemon garlic pasta without the actual seafood in it, then my son can eat it. And I'm like, but that's not, that's not dinner. Like I can't just serve just that for dinner. Right. Like I need something else to serve. And that's, so I kind of scuttled that. I was just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to make that. And then I thought to myself, I'm just like, can I take tofu and use it to make the chicken tikka masala recipe? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Make sure, like I said, give this a try and then get at me on social media. Let me know how this turned out. I would love to hear from you. I would love, love, love to hear that you put this whole thing together and you absolutely fell in love with it. This is an amazing recipe anyway. Uh, big ups to Dan because he's the one that first introduced me to this dish. Everything, every time I've ever made this, it's always been on the bones of what Dan provided to me back in the day. And it's just, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Well, that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. We've got some pumpkin stuff coming up in the future. I can't wait. We've got 
a big bag of pumpkin in the freezer right now. By the time you guys hear this, I'll probably have already made them. You'll already have seen them on social media. And that also means I got to get to the farmer's market or I've got to get somewhere where I can get myself some nice sized pie pumpkins and I can make a lot more pumpkin puree because guys, the fall is here. It is pumpkin spice season for a lot of people. That means throw a nutmeg in a latte. For me, that means making homemade pumpkin mash so I can make pumpkin pie filling. Cannot wait. And I have no idea. I've got to read a bunch of pumpkin recipes. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to challenge myself to try to make two dishes, I think, that I've never, ever made before with pumpkin and 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 and, and really, I don't know, hopefully it'll work. I hope it'll turn out good. Rebecca won't eat it because she doesn't like pumpkin. So it's going to be all up to me. So hopefully it turns out good. Hopefully. <laughs> That is going to do it, like I said, for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I love you so much for taking the time to tune into this wherever you are, whenever you are. I hope that you are doing absolutely amazing. Please do me a favor. Say something kind to yourself. Do yourself a kindness today. Whatever challenge you're facing today, you've got this. I know you've got this and I believe so much in you. Say it out loud to yourself right now. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath and say, I've got this. You do. You will. That's the fountain. Thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.